This is Lindsay Williams, and you're listening to the Drunkard United Show. Bless your little cotton socks. I can tell you some of these cotton socks that need to be blessed. Yeah, no Old shit. Old producer Mel over here. Definitely not on Tuesday. No, no. Can't can't produce the show on Tuesday. Only, on Tuesday. Only Mondays. Only Mondays. Definitely Mondays I produce the show. Excellent cold reader. Everybody says so. I'm the best. I can read anything. I'm the best cold reader. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League. It's told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, using Baby Shark to motivate his children, Mr. Samuel Graham. How we doing, buddy? Uh, not bad. Seems like a New Year, same shit, huh? Yeah, well, you know. With both of you, I can't get a word in the intro edgewise, and you're fucking hitting the wrong buttons. Well, and the old <laughs> ones and twos... But she's really on the threes and fours. Definitely not on a Tuesday. <laughs> Definitely not on a Tuesday. Sixes and sevens behind the fucking board there. <laughs> producer Mel, producer Mel, how are we doing? Are, are we going to be all um, right? I figured out what my problem is. Okay. Other than Tuesday? I'm sober. Oh, okay. Uh, there we go. Is that old January 2nd withdrawal after the last yeah, it's, I'm a three little, or four days? Yeah, yeah. A little jittery. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, streaming typically on mostly Monday nights. But today, it's a Tuesday. Definitely Tuesday. a Tuesday. And two weeks from now, it'll be Tuesday again also, won't it? Yeah. Aren't you all in, like, no, Iowa it's gonna, or something? No, it's going to be a Monday. We're gonna, we'll be back. You'll be back in time? Okay. We'll be back in time. And it's Idaho, not Iowa. Whatever. Show title. Listen to a lot of Slipknot. You can uh, stream us uh, normally on Monday nights. But, of course, tonight on a Tuesday night... Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. Y'all didn't sign up to enough Patreon, so we couldn't pay Mel time and a half for uh, Monday yeah, since it was no a shit. national holiday. Excuse me. It's at DU Football Show on all the social medias and Show at gmail.com to get in touch by email. And to uh, give us $5 a month, it is patreon.com forward slash DU Football Show. Love it. Love it. And you get it. all of our extra content, which is a lot, actually. We work hard for you all. So uh, we are, we're working on the lighting, and uh, we're putting like little wax paper filters or everything and for anybody yeah. who didn't notice uh that was a wax paper just just fell from the ceiling right yeah. as we were well, talking that was the I one was i, I did with like medical tape i found the other rubber band i brought if you don't i'm not fix gonna it. be fixing that. like <laughs> now your head went from oh, i cut the shine out to just i have a fucking show to do live right now i can't fix that problem <sighs> Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. If, if I didn't laugh, I'd fucking cry and I'd walk into traffic right now, people. Sincerely, I'd walk into fucking traffic right now. And so as the red-blooded Americans we are, Sam and myself vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, the list continues. Uh, 
drinking an old classic, but an interesting version of it. Yes, absolutely. We are on number 17 of Whiskey Advocates Top 20 of 2023. Uh, this is the Crown Royal Noble Collection Barley Edition. Uh, 90 proof and should run you right around $80. Um, the panel rating gave it a 93. And uh, your blurb comes from Shane English. She's now done three out of the first four blurbs, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, so picking up the heavy lifting for Whiskey Advocate as well. He writes, the final limited edition release in Crown's Noble Collection kicks off with a sweet herbal nose, leading with mint, tarragon, and sweet anisette cookies, all smothered in grape jelly and sweetened oatmeal. The palate reveals more spice and shows chai, lemon zest, black tea, and raspberries atop a dry woodiness with plenty of pepper and cinnamon. While the spice is the star of the show for this one, it's balanced beautifully by sweet dessert like chocolate, orange, and glazed fruit tart. Okay. So I definitely get the little bit of black tea and chai. That makes sense uh, over the mid palate. Um, mint up front on the nose. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, I don't know about the grape jelly. I don't know... Uh, necessarily there is a tinge of sweetness excuse me in this one uh this is the um you know they're they're barley edition but it's it's a high barley content rye still uh so that that <coughs> yeah, peppery that kind of spicy pepperiness is still there at the end i would like it to be higher proof though honestly i kind of lose some of that pepper it, it just doesn't have enough of a finish for me uh ironically i i felt like it needed a cube I felt like it opened up a lot more with a cube than it did when we had it neat uh, while we were doing sound check. Flavor-wise, yeah, but I, I just, the finish just tails off. It's very short finish yeah. for me. Oh, it's um, it's exactly what I expect from Crown. Crown has always just been an uber, uber, uber smooth whiskey, even even sometimes to its own fault, you yeah. know. But uh, I'm glad to see that this is on the list. It's something different. That's for damn sure. Yeah, absolutely. Not... I mean, it's super approachable. It's, yeah. it's it's good. Don't get me wrong. I just want yeah. it to last longer. Price price in the bottle. She said. Yeah. Price price on the bottle too also helps quite a bit. Yeah. You know, it's not a it's not terribly expensive. Actually, under a hundred dollars. Yeah. We and, can't say for most of this list. And I got it um at Lax and Beltsville, so that was even less. Nice. So I got it under SRP. Yeah, and it was uh, seventy or seventy-five. Is what it was costing me. Great. Um, well, you know them; they'll normally buy a ton of Crown in huge quantity. So, a couple of cases of this drops the price down. Oh yeah, because they're buying a crap ton of Apple and regular Crown and, and all yeah, that yeah, fun yeah, for stuff. Sure. Very good. Yeah, but uh, yeah. All in all, I'm happy. I'm, I'm glad to see that uh, I, I haven't had a chance to have Crown has been on the list before with a couple of different iterations. And I haven't had a chance to have any of them, so this is the first one I've had. And yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, I'm happy with it. It's really good. So what else should we do, Mr. Graham? Always remember to drink responsibly and make sure you don't treat your wife like your dog. <sighs> I ain't treating my wife like a goddamn thing. More like wife treating her husband that way, okay? That's what it's more like, all right? I love poking the bear. Uh, you know what? I got to tell you, sometimes it's just... We just opened the show with a good performance. It doesn't even necessarily matter if there was any real impending storyline and there were a couple that were worth noting and one from start to finish was an absolute perfect match and the other took a little while to get going but when it did whew, goals were flying uh wolverhampton three everton nil liverpool two newcastle two utter 
and complete domination from the Wolves. Oh, yeah. And good news, Neto's back as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the the Everton were a bit unlucky, though, uh, on the first goal. Bit of a goal mouse scramble. Jordan Pickford made a pretty good save yeah. on the initial shot, but he left himself with a ton to do because he didn't really parry it away from the goal. Right. Kind of started going down the goal line. Um, he ended up saving that again, kind of in addition to Tarkovsky. I'm not really sure who hit it mm-hmm. and cleared it off the line over in the corner. Um, but then, of course, it fell to uh, uh, Kilman. He yep. bundled it over the line. Uh, his last Premier League goal was, I think, two years ago or something against, against Everton. Everton. Yeah, his only <laughs> he just two. Loves scoring against Everton. Apparently, likes to score on Everton. Uh, we should make mention though, uh, if anybody was kind of confused by what they were doing, Mario Lamina. There's nothing wrong with him. But two of the goals they celebrated with Mario Lamina's jersey. Uh, he is in France attending to family matters uh, because his father passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had been in the hospital for a couple of months and um, ultimately succumbed to whatever illness or injury that he had, uh, which is obviously quite sad. And, you know, yeah. we we'll obviously send our condolences to the Lamina family. But he was in France tending to that and why two of those goals were dedicated to him and his, his family. Uh, of course. And um, uh, Wang with a great goal for the second goal. Yeah. And uh, and both their center backs scored because also uh, Dawson got in on the action as well. Yeah, Dawson got in there. Uh, but Cunha added, um, Cunha added the second was a, a, run, a wonderful run and cross by Huang. Uh, Cunha was the one that scored the goal. Huang provided oh, C- the assist. Cunha, that's right. I'm hey, sorry. Uh, Huang did put the ball in the back of the net. That but Korean got, got guy, called but off. got called back. Yeah, yeah, got yeah. Called off. Um, a very similar move, actually. And, and then, I think it was Cunha that provided that assist. And then Neto put in one as well, mm-hmm. and that got called off because of offsides. Now, also, I mean, this game could have been five or six nothing. Absolutely, easily. Now, I'm gonna. I I think Pedro Neto coming back is gonna be the biggest thing. Um, positive for Wolves, and he's going to have a lot to do straight away. Yeah, because the Asian Cup starts. Mm-hmm. Wang's uh, gone, as well as the African Cup of Nations. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I don't know where Totti's from. Do you? I do the, not. The left back. I do not. Um, I have to find that out actually, but um, but Wang is definitely going playing for South Korea, obviously. With mm-hmm. uh, um, Son will be mm-hmm. there as well. Uh, Mo Salah at the African Cup of Nations with Egypt. Thomas Partey's gone from Arsenal mm-hmm. with Ghana. There's a few, a fair few, that are um, out of the Premier League. For Everton, if Decore and uh, Adrissa Gay are healthy, uh, which currently they are not, they'll be with uh, Senegal and mm-hmm. Mali, respectively. Yep. So a lot of things could change over this next month. Now, the good part for the Premier League there's only two Premier League fixtures this month. Mm-hmm. So even if you miss them, you're only missing them for two games. Well, and not only is there just two fixtures, it's also the um, – so next – this weekend, obviously, is the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. The next weekend, five fixtures go off. The next weekend, the other <sighs> five fixtures go right. off. So every team essentially gets, quote, 10 days off is right. kind of the idea. Exactly. But um, the, the biggest thing, you know, and that's if they – that one of their teams makes it to the final because both mm-hmm. of these are month-long tournaments, obviously. The, uh, you know, so we'll see how everybody copes, but um, it, it's not like the days of old. I, you know, I used to have trepidation about African players because they didn't have this quote-unquote winter break in the Premier League. So you were playing a full schedule mm-hmm. and you were just without your best players. And now the Asian uh, Cup has come into the... Full frame as well, again, yeah. um, uh, as well, and there are many more Asian players in the Premier League 
than there used to be. Yeah. Um, actually, fun, weird fact, because uh, a lot of the Middle East is, is coupled in with Asia mm-hmm. uh, as a confederation. And um, Wimbledon, AFC Wimbledon, League Two, AFC Wimbledon, Mm-hmm. has two players, one uh, that plays for Iraq and one that plays for, I believe it was Lebanon. Mm-hmm. Might have that wrong, but it's another Middle Eastern country. Um, had call-ups for the uh, Asian Cup. Oh, geez. They're one of the only League Two sides that have international players going to wow. one of these major tournaments, which is pretty cool. And uh, I heard today from when I found that fact out uh, that apparently a lot of the supporters, rather than, like, I would do with a lot of African Arsenal players back in the day is complain about them leaving. Obviously, apparently a lot of the Wimbledon supporters are actually just quite happy for them, which oh, is heck yeah. which is very cool. Heck yeah. How oh, many yeah. times does a League 2 side have uh, international call-ups? Well, know? exactly. And that, and that's so for I mean, right, it's hashtag first world problems mm-hmm. is, you know, I'm annoyed that they're going to represent their country and weakening my football club during a busy time of year right. versus AFC Wimbledon, who's, you know, it's just like, that's pretty fucking cool, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. good on them. Well done. I uh, gotta say, Everton and Dyche got everything wrong in this match. Uh, they went with the three-back system again, which worked brilliantly against Burnley, and they got run buckshot all <laughs> over the place. I, Tarkovsky is typically, he's a stalwart back there. Yeah. Wang had a day with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, like, he well, could not you, hold him back. You, you shouldn't trial a new system or use a system that you're not fully comfortable <clears> with <throat> against Wolves at the Molyneux. Yeah. I think they the, are the best version of themselves at home right. by far. Oh, yeah. Um, and they have players that can hurt you. And to, to do something that you're not super comfortable with all the time is... Uh, I, uh, I think that might be a little bit of a tactical misstep. I, I would agree it was a misstep. I think the reason why he did it was because they're just really light on players right now, particularly in the middle of the field um, with both Decore and uh, Drissa Gay out. Yeah, and, I mean, that's fair. And they just felt like that he, that was the best lineup he could put out there, you know? So it, it just they just got it terribly wrong. And for, for Everton now, you kind of look at this and go, all right, you're now only one point safe, you know? So all the, the, the great work you did at the start of December finishes with three straight loss, four straight losses if you want to include the League Cup. So not a good end of the year for them, despite the fact that it seemed like they were really rolling there for a while. Right. Uh, now, here's the thing that's worth mentioning. Wolves are now just outside the top 10. Let's imagine if VAR hadn't fucked them, what, like five times this season. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? I think it was seven points that uh, Gary O'Neill reckons they would be able to have. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they'd be well up there, right. actually, probably above Brighton. And I, I think what it really comes down to is that Gary O'Neill knows exactly the pieces he has and is working the system perfectly. Yep. Now, we did see you lose somebody like Saw, it's a huge drop-off to the backup. Oh, yeah. You know, now they've been able to do all right without Neto, right? They they figured it out, but I think that's because of that partnership of Wang and Cunha up top has really started to blossom. Well, but you also, besides that, too, you, you look at... Cunha gets through a lot of work. I mean, you're absolutely right about that. He gets through a shit ton of work. Mm-hmm. But you look at, you know, it, it always is the goalkeeper is the most isolated position on the field. When a goalkeeper fucks up, it looks far, far worse. <laughs> than when somebody else on the field fucks up. Yeah, of course. You know, because it's just so glaring because they're the only player that can do what they do. Yeah. So it, it, it's no real surprise. 
Um, you know, and you can cover up with a system change or a personnel change. You can cover up a, um, you know, a, a mistake on the field or a player that's not actually playing up to snuff. Yeah, yeah I had exactly it. You can't do that in a goalkeeping position. You're you're just there. If the right side ain't working, we can go down the left. <laughs> we can now, try to ticky tack it through the middle. We could try a long ball and mm-hmm. not even just bypass you. Right. So no one even know you're playing like shit. You know what I mean? Oh, let me go ahead and take care of this because we're going to transition flawlessly. Because speaking of good backup goalkeepers, Martin Dubravka had himself a motherfucking day and still gave up four fucking goals. Yeah, he was the best player on the pitch. Third. Teen saves, including yeah. a penalty. Jesus. It's, it's the old Tim Howard job, we like to call it. Uh, if you remember the Belgian game from the mm-hmm. World Cup uh, that the U.S. played. Um, <sighs> By the so, way, I love that Malort is just normal for him now. It's not normal. <laughs> Still yeah. not. Keep chuckling. You're you going to have to do a shot in a minute. You know what we should do? Now that we have three variations of Malort, uh-huh. we have standard, we have barrel-aged, and we have pumpkin. Mm-hmm. I think we should either like we should roulette it. Oh, I was gonna let you pick your surprise. own surprise. Yeah, that, surprise. That I was definitely gonna let you do. I, I like that. Definitely, Malort flights are a thing. By the way, we got uh, Stephen Walsh checking in. Oh, hey, fantastic! Hey, what's trivia, up, brother? The trivia master himself. Absolutely, check um, out Stephen Walsh trivia. Excellent company. Supported the show since for ages. Yep, uh, he, and we supported his trivia as well. So he did have a question for the last segment. If you don't sure. mind, please go ahead. Uh, quote: A lot of the Middle East is coupled with Asia. Age-old question. Should Asia include the Middle East or should Everton include the League Cup? <laughs> <laughs> Had to get that one in. Fantastic. Uh, I believe funny. he's a Man U supporter. We got no, 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 no. He's Arsenal. Arsenal? Yeah, he's Arsenal. Got further than fucking Arsenal. <laughs> Fuck off, man. In fact, in fact, at least it took penalties to lose to uh, the uh, team that you lost to just regularly. <laughs> Oh, congratulations. Took us missing a penalty to lose. Okay. Nice. Congratulations. So you still shot yourself in the foot. Uh, and speaking of missing penalties, Mr. Mo Salah has <laughs> yeah. not been doing well on penalties lately, has so, he? Uh, seven out of his last 37 prior to that take. Mm-hmm. So now it is um, that he made the second. So mm-hmm. 38, 30 out of 38, and then 31 out of 39 now. Yeah. 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 That's pretty poor. It's not for good. a top level striker. No, no, not, to be not for not for one of the best goal scorers in the history of the league. Now like. the other thing is he doesn't have the best hair <clears throat> at the best of times. Right. When it's absolutely pissing down with rain. Ooh, looks tough. He looked a little rough there, it didn't he? It looked very tough, didn't it? <laughs> that got pointed out a few times. Um, I did like the meme someone shared of uh Darwin <laughs> Nunez. Mm-hmm. And they just used like the editing tool on the iPhone mm-hmm. and just drew in Mo Salah hair and it said the Mo Salah that they're gonna send to Egypt for the Af- uh, for Afghan. <laughs> I was gonna say re- you should refer to him by his uh, his known alias Captain Chaos <laughs> Captain Chaos you're absolutely <laughs> right but uh, no so Mo Salah yeah it was it was we- it was a really weird game man the, the beginning and, and the whole first half Liverpool had chances um, but they were super wasteful. And Dubravka in those standing chances. on and his d- head. Yeah, but there wasn't even that much to do in the first half. Yeah. There wasn't even that much to do. Well, he did stop one, uh, yeah, one-on-one yeah, with one or, Nunez. Yeah, one yeah. or two saves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- there wasn't that much to do in the first half. He saved the penalty, which was huge, and mm-hmm. then the one-on-one chance. <clears throat> Other than that, they didn't really threaten too much. Right. They did put the ball in the back of the net. 
That got VARD. And then Dan Byrne put the ball in the back of the net. That got VARD. Mm-hmm. So we go into halftime at nil-nil. With, it also got real physical really yeah, quick it got in very the first chippy. half. Very it, chippy. Very chippy. And I think that affected both players. I mean, they, they there was some fairly sloppy football. Liverpool's midfield, while all three players are quite good, looks kind of disjointed and not balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, Solbaslai is, is kind of all over the place for me. He does a lot of good things, but they don't look like they fit together, if that makes sense. They're not as free-flowing as, as you used to think of Henderson um, and, right. and those guys all mm-hmm. together uh, in that crew. But uh, Gotta I say, don't know, man. Klopp, Klopp's adjustments at the half and his substitutes because he subbed on a bunch of guys that made all the difference. Yeah. Like Jota came on and helped a ton. Oh, 100%. Uh, because he dropped off and, and became a creative force where where Sobosly wasn't far enough forward to do that. He was almost playing box to box, but he just wasn't. It just didn't. It's just disjointed again. Like I said, it's just not. It's just not fluid. Right. What they're doing all of a sudden, you know, in, in that midfield. Uh, and Curtis Jones isn't a number 10 either. So it was almost like they had Endo, who's a defensive midfielder, and two box-to-box guys. Right. So they needed somebody to drop in the hole. And Jota does what, what you know, Harry Kane used to do for Tottenham, uh, what Dennis Bergkamp used to do for Arsenal, and, and drop in that hole and be that number 10. Yeah. Um, you know, when they need him to, and have the other two players running off of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it, it worked out brilliantly, obviously, because of how the second half played out. Right. Hey, that, that Jota pen's not a pen. <laughs> No, fuck no, it's not a penalty. That's absolutely pitiful. Like, he actually took a step and then decided to fall. Like, he didn't need to. A he, step he, and a half? He had an he, open goal. He could have, he would have gotten the goal. I mean, what a world do we live in that instead of put the ball in, the only thing he he was thinking is maybe I'd get him a red card also. Right. On top of it. Right. But the pro, the goalkeeper's never going to get a red in that situation anymore. Because as long as you're, there's a genuine attempt to play the ball, you're, you're getting a yellow. A there's no double jeopardy. Yeah, you're not getting a red. Right, you're not getting a red. And and <clears throat> there was a genuine attempt on the ball, obviously. Yeah. So there's absolutely no reason to go down. Get the goal for yourself, man. I'm sure every striker has in their contract a goal bonus. I mm-hmm. wish I just didn't need the money. Come on. <laughs> yes, producer Mel. We got a question from the chats. Heard. Uh, Steven wants to know, who's going to get the goals in Salah's absence? I'd like to think it'd be Darwin, uh, not Darwin, uh, Luis Diaz. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's a man that needs a goal badly. Yeah. Uh, we saw when he first came into the side how how prolific he can be. I think I think you'll see some goals out of Jota as well and Gakpo. He's tailed off mm-hmm. big time since then. He does still, again, does a lot of good things, works hard for the team, you know, all that kind of stuff. But there hasn't been a lot of end product with him. Right. Um, and he's looked progressively better since the police found his parents right it does help obviously there's a lot less stress but i I, i'd like to see him through the middle a bit more that probably won't happen because darwin nunez will be there and jota is still so good in the air you kind of want one of the two of them in the middle Mm -hmm. um darwin nunez looks like he's never going to hit the broad side of a barn again no um and some of his decision making is absolutely atrocious after he got the ball back from that one-on-one he had at least three options that were better than him shooting again from outside the 18 and decided to shoot again instead. Yeah, exactly. It's just like he gets such tunnel vision so quickly. It's mm-hmm. just like, what are you doing, man? And, and I'd be so frustrated with him. In in Portugal, you can get away with that. 
yeah. can't get away with that in this league. No. You just can't. Absolutely It's just can't. absolutely frustrating. Um, but, I, you know, Judd has stepped up before mm-hmm. when players have been injured. He, he's a good goal scorer. He, he mm-hmm. finds a way. Um, he's good with both feet. He's good in the air despite him being relatively short in yeah. comparison to most people. Um, but he, he just seems to hang there, you know. Yeah. Uh, but he's an excellent striker of the ball uh, as well. I, I honestly, it probably comes down to Jota yeah. um, for my money. But I'd, I'd like it to be Luis Diaz. I'd like to see I, him kind of stamp himself and grow into the role. I think Cody Gakpo is, is going <laughs> to just be an impact sub from now on. Yeah, I honestly. think what they're going to do is I feel like they will start Nunez in the center and they'll actually put Jota out in mm-hmm. Salah's mm-hmm. side simply because if anyone can be versatile, Jota's the guy to be versatile. And then, like you said, it's Gakpo comes off the bench. And I think Gakpo scores goals. And he does, find does a, he does find a finish. He did in this game. Yeah. I feel like he, he'll, he's, he's Johnny on the spot in a goals. lot of situations. Now, he doesn't make a lot of goals for himself, <laughs> but he's a, he's a good yeah. striker of the ball. Do, and do so when really... these random chances come to him, He's you know he's usually on them and he's yeah. pretty good with them. For him, how many goals does he have to create if he's got uh, Jota and, and uh, Diaz on well, each side of him? Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They'll, cre- they'll create the goals for him. He just needs to put himself in the right place. The problem with Nunez is put Nunez will put himself in the right place and still find a way to fuck it completely off. Oh yeah, ball be coming to his left foot and instead of. <clears throat> kicking it with his left foot he'll do a cartwheel and try to toe poke it with his right yeah it just will go horrifically <laughs> what wrong. were you thinking uh, well he wouldn't have, <laughs> wouldn't have expected it would he again captain chaos <laughs> liverpool now find themselves in like first if there place. was any footballer that were to own a mythical creature mm-hmm. it would be darwin nunez oh absolutely it just see you always think of the uruguayans because of essentially because of Cavani riding around topless on a horse with their hair down right he obviously has super luscious hair mm-hmm. and he's quite fit I could just see him instead of like a helicopter like some owners like to do out of mm-hmm. the state I could see him flying away on a Pegasus <laughs> is that, is that <laughs> yeah so it make, makes perfect sense just like guitar on the yep. back you know yes <laughs> now I shall play music for you <laughs> I like it <laughs> I am Antonio Badass. <laughs> now you will sleep with me. Liverpool find themselves in first place. They also find themselves now with a 22-game unbeaten streak at home. Um, things are going right for them. Yeah, and they haven't been playing very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, their midfield's been quite disjointed. They've been exposed a few times by by lesser opposition and Luton. We think back to that game. Um, there's been a few times where they've they've not played anywhere near what they're capable of this this second half was as close to the old liverpool as we've seen mm-hmm. um but it, even at first half just lacked quality uh for the most part um i mean that to be fair usually the last game of the festive fixtures tend to do that because everybody's fucking exhausted yeah definitely the case but um but they really clicked into gear in the second half and you know, to Newcastle's credit, with all the injuries they have, with now Kieran Trippi and Callum Wilson, Ka- Callum Wilson being out again, mm-hmm. but now Kieran Trippi being out as well because he couldn't get a break through the entire month of December. I thought Newcastle did well to to cling on to the scraps that they got. Yeah, honestly, I agree. Um, Botman had a good header, obviously, and Isaac scored. It was a, a rare kind of foray into the Liverpool half. I think Allison only had one save to make, mm-hmm. um, but you know on the three or four shots on target total. I think one uh, a defender blocked um, kind of near to the line. But, um, yeah, I, I thought they did well to get to the scraps. Do you think Eddie Howe's in trouble? 
I do not. No. Uh, neither do I. I think there's enough good good credit in the bank. Um, yeah. I, the I Saudi think, bank, I think, but I think still everybody a bank can. In well, and you know they're going to buy whatever. There's enough oil in the fields, Mel. Is that better? <laughs> you know that you know he's going to buy whatever. <laughs> they're they're going to buy whatever he needs yeah. in January. You know they will go out and they will make purchases. You know I, that's going to happen. I also envisage um, Eddie Howe going like. Well, look what Man City did with all their stuff, right? With with the oil money. Look what PSG did with the oil money, and he's like, "What do you mean we can't buy anybody?" Right. <laughs> I think he. You know what? You remember the old cartoons where they used to wear high heels out in the grass, and then they would strike oil. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's just walking around St. James Park in a set of high heels, like uh, Happy Gilmore or um, uh, Waterboy style, <laughs> just like trying to strike the pip, the piff oil, the piff posse money. <laughs> please, let's find some players, please. Uh, we turn our attention now to the top four, where there has been a shuffle in the standings. Fulham two, Arsenal one, Aston Villa three, Burnley two, Manchester City two. Sheffield nil. Fulham go down early, but they charge back with, quite frankly, a shocking win. Yeah. On form, definitely a shocking win. Yeah. Personnel, a shocking win. Um, Our spine is still relatively soft. I think this would have been a great game for Georgina to be in uh, mm -hmm. with Declan Rice to have a little bit more control. Um, But Paulina bossed it. Yeah, Paulina bossed the middle of the park, and we couldn't really get anything going. Besides the move for the goal, we didn't really do much else. We had a shit ton of shots again, mm -hmm. but Leno wasn't very busy. Yeah, not anything of any real purpose, that's for sure. I think our passing has been a bit slow. I think our movement has been a bit slow. Um, where we're scoring, where we're going is we're catching teams on the break when they do tend to come forward. We're catching them on the break. We There hasn't really been kind of besides that Luton game again where we've created anything from stagnant possession in their half of the field. Mm -hmm. It's all been transition. Um, and when we slow down like that and they get nine, ten players behind the ball in West Ham's case the other day, 11 behind the ball at mm -hmm. least, you know, I'm going to say Fulham had a 4A forward and had 10 behind the ball because they left Jimenez up front. Yeah. Uh, um, we just haven't really been able to penetrate that and break it down. I mean, somebody needs to have a shot from distance and they need to make sure it's on frame. What do we used to say even about our team? If you make them respect you from distance, that draws the defense out. Like, oh, shit, I actually got to go mark this guy. He can right. hit him. Precisely. Right? So trying to walk the ball in the back of the net, it's like Odegaard, have a pop from fucking 22, 25 mm -hmm. yards out. Just, just make sure, them honest. Just make sure it's on target. You know, yeah. if it goes out for a throw-in, they're continuing to pack it in. Right. We don't need to worry about this guy. Yeah. But if but it's if, just going over the post, if the keeper uh, has to make a wide, save, not even a hard save, anything. just a save. Right. They have to respect that then, and it draws them out a little bit. Mm -hmm. That creates the holes. That creates the pockets for you to play through. And we just aren't finding that yeah oh. at it's, the moment and it's just it's very frustrating Jimenez um huge thing for him obviously he sustained uh, that skull fracture against us uh David mm -hmm. Louise uh back in the day mm -hmm. um which kind of derailed his career a bit mm -hmm. and I think to score against us kind of brings that full circle uh for him and and hopefully gets him some closure and confidence and 
Uh, also, apparently last week, I forgot to uh, mention this. Oh, I wasn't on the show. That headed goal he had uh, midweek, mm-hmm. um, first headed goal since the injury. Oh, that's good. Which is another milestone. Right. Right. And then because obviously he wears that kind of pirate patch mm-hmm. that's heavily padded where the fracture was. Right. Of course. Yeah. Um, I wanted him to go full helmet like Petr Cech, but well, he did the helmet for a little while. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. There's only one short bus. <laughs> There's only one true short bus. The so the um, but I, I mean so it's a good win for Fulham. I think Tom Kearney was excellent mm-hmm. in the game, uh, obviously. But Arsenal just they need to play quicker. They and they stop doing dumb shit. Yeah, Bobby De Cordova reads goal that corner. Like, what the f- five different Arsenal players touched it in the box against each other? It's just calamitous again. Just fucking deal with it. So uh, before I get to my next question, uh, what poison would you like, sir? Pick yours. Original barrel pumpkin spice. I think we go pumpkin spice since it's still pretty cold outside. Okay. So we got to shake it up. Uh, that means there's sediment. Great. It's gonna be like, why don't you just pour it and make him guess which one it is? It's Malort. <laughs> so we could do roulette. Yeah, I like that. I don't mind uh, that. You pick. I'll just shut my eyes and. By the way, one. Stephen Walsh is in the chats. Like it's greeting people. Hey, Brody, welcome. <laughs> Tagging people. Hey, you're online. You should join me in here. Hey, David, up by chance? These lads are great. I'm just sitting here just grinning at all of it. <laughs> Everybody needs an Irish host, don't they? I, Hell yeah, you do. I love it. Bad fucking week for Arsenal, man. Bad, bad week. My question is, can they rebound from this? Because, I mean, it's... it's, They have the personnel for it. Not for nothing, it's FA Cup against Liverpool next. Yeah, don't care. Like, yeah. Fuck it off. Don't care. (laughs) I I don't care. Save it for the league. Well, good news is Jurgen will likely fuck it off, too. Yeah. It'll it'll be like a next-gen game. (laughs) That's fine. Now what? My, so, so, dare, dare I say? Dare I say? Both of you are going to uh, MLS it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> top. So top of the table two years in a row at Christmas, right? And every team, you know, Liverpool's title winning season and most of Manchester City title winning seasons uh, in recent memory, they have set the standard ridiculously high. If you remember back in the day, everybody had these blips. Oh, yeah. yeah. During a title season. It used to be 90 points won the league. Now well, it's 100 just get about, you second. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So the, remember, Manchester United used to lose to Southampton all the time. Yeah. All the fucking time. Just couldn't get past it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It was just a mental block. But, you know, so we de- we have the squad to cope. We, we will cope. We'll figure it out. I trust Arteta. I, I like the way we play mm-hmm. I thought this performance was the first one where I was like ooh that wasn't great yeah cause where the- like the loss to Villa we played very well mm-hmm. we peppered their goal like huh. Emmy was just good the West they Ham- got blocks in the West Ham game you played well they just played perfect they, they, they just played did a the ex- perfect the game the exact thing yeah so the, <laughs> this that was the unstoppable force versus the immovable object the mm-hmm. Arsenal West Ham right right the uh, unlike the uh, command Washington Commanders versus you, the uh, Jets, you you told us that I on that? Uh, yeah you said okay. that one like it was throwing was wet noodles wet at each pasta, other fighting <laughs> with, fighting with cooked pasta yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still such a good thing and this is why we do video for Sam Graham like cooked pasta yeah like cooked pasta bippity boppity I'm surprised you can just use your hair to do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
You just cussed out half of Italy. <laughs> it, it, Italy. <laughs> Words are fun. Well, she um, didn't have it written down, so she couldn't cold read it and say them. <laughs> Villa needed late game heroics. So, by the way, throw, throw back your super oh, yeah. fucking shot. I didn't realize we were done. Sorry. I asked you a question. Yeah. We're, We're done. done. We're moving up the table. So it's a much better it's a much better zing when the mute button's not on the first time. I'm maybe, not gonna write that down. Maybe Steven should greet that. <laughs> <laughs> Reacquaint you with the mute button. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh Villa for scoring three goals, it was not a very convincing three goals. No. Good lord, they didn't really look very good against Burnley it to be quite honest. Stop, stoppage time penalty won it. Uh-huh. They just like I think it was a penalty though. Yeah, it was. it was. Oh, it was definitely a penalty. But yeah, no, they did not look convincing mm -hmm. at all. That was it. Mm. I was just making that point. Mel, take the floor. Nope, that was it. I, <laughs> there really isn't much else to say. It wasn't pretty. We did get the job done. We came away with the points. Um, happy to say that uh, Douglas Louise is back to fucking Ashley. Him and Ashley uh, oh, they're women back are together. back together. Back together. <laughs> That's an OnlyFans I'd pay for. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Either I one of theirs. I, I mean, just, together. I just wonder, I just wonder if she makes Douglas say, "No, honey, you have the best ass at Villa." Not, not John, not John McGinn, not John Boy, uh, 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 not John McGinn. And he uh, says that and he knows he's lying. Yeah, no, I loved, I love Douglas getting up there and just staring the goalie down. Which the goalie, by the way, had a fucking great game. Yeah, Trafford had himself a hell of we a game. We could not get anything past him. It was amazing <clears throat> to watch. I, Speaking of Trafford, real quick, mm -hmm. um, and I know this is about Manchester United, but because it's young Trafford, right? and he's obviously better than old Trafford in general, <laughs> did you see there was a Polish news publication that for some reason attended... The Manchester United Forest, uh, not Forest game, it was the game before, mm -hmm. where they were at home. Oh, the one, uh, where they beat Villa. Where they beat Villa. Mm -hmm. And they uh, rated on their Twitter, it's, it, it's on X, mm -hmm. they tweeted like a picture of a review of the Trafford Shopping Center, because it's also named Trafford, Okay, and then a picture of Old Trafford. And an online review where it gave the shopping center three stars and <laughs> Old Trafford got two stars. <laughs> the shopping I center think, is better than the grounds. I think Young Trafford here got three stars as well. I, I would say <laughs> I would say the following about uh, uh, James Trafford is he still makes big mistakes. Like we saw in the saw in the Everton match how he just kind of got held off by Godfrey on that open header for Onana, but. The bones are there. Mm -hmm. You see why people are saying this is going to be the future England number one. You're like killer instincts. The kid, the kid's like, got oh, great instincts. My in God, the net. it it was it. He had three in a row that were Emmy Martinez safe. It's like the mm -hmm. way he just went at them, and it was impressive to watch. It's the same way it was when Pickford was at Sunderland, and everybody yeah, yeah, was yeah. like, "Oh, that kid's real fucking well, it, good." He's, you know he he's in a system where he's going to see a lot of action. You know, right? Because they're gonna they're gonna lose the ball because they're gonna try to play, play out of the back. And so what what I want to see from him the the next progression, right, is to step up to a big club, right, where you're not going to see that much. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's how Emmy Martinez got better. He stepped so, up to a big club. <laughs> She's above you in the table right now. She's allowed to fucking. Uh, Give the zigs. Just take them. His <laughs> eyes were rolling, Mel, as your back was turned. His eyes were totally Sorry, rolling. I did not mean to interrupt. Anyway. 
Continue. Before I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> the what I what I see is the main difference, right? Because we, we talked about this with Ben Foster back in the day. Right. Who would you want? Would you rather somebody like Joe Hart at Man City, who sees three shots a game, or would you rather have somebody like Ben Foster, mm-hmm. who saves ten out of fourteen, right, a game, right? Who's obviously more in practice, <laughs> right, because he sees more action. Who would you rather start for England or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Who would you rather, you know, at your club? So what what I've found and the general consensus of people I've spoken to, and, and I think you've kind of reiterated this, is is it's the mental part of being a goalkeeper is being able to stay switched on mm-hmm. even though you have nothing to do. So like Ederson is probably a better goalkeeper in general than or Allison or whoever than – say Ben Foster or somebody or Trafford right, right. because they're able to stay focused for that one split second moment. Well, they're not, you know, picking daisies while the ball's down the other end of the field and they're not ready for when that one chance comes. That's, would, the, that's the huge bit. So what I want to see from uh-huh. Trafford, my point is, is I want to see him make the step up and I want to see the mental fortitude now because he's got the mechanics. Mm-hmm. He's got the instincts. He's young. He's going to make mistakes. That happens, whatever. I want to see him make the step up. Not yet but eventually to a bigger club. And I want to see the mental fortitude and the mental side of it. And if he can do that, I'll agree that he's probably Jordan Pickford, uh, Pickford's replacement. I would also say, though, to one of the things that greatly gets looked at and the modern day keeper more so than before, like, because when we do the comparisons of like, you know, guys like, you know, Foster or uh, Robert Green was a World Cup goalie at one point yep. in time, stuff like that is... <clears throat> when he was at Tottenham, I think, so he saw a ton of work. The the keeper nowadays also, it's how do they play with their feet out of the back? What is their distribution yeah. like? I mean, everybody jokingly says with England, they're like, they're like, oh, yeah, but Pickford distributes so well. Have you watched him in most games? Yeah, he's real fucking good at it. Like, yeah, no, he actually does really well. fucking yeah, yeah. good at it. Like, and that makes a big difference when you're trying to play out of the back. And it's not just your keeper booms the ball up field. Your keeper booms the ball up field right to fucking Harry Kane's chest. Yeah. Like right on his fucking chest. Like that fucking means something. So I think the modern day goalkeeper too, it's not just about how many saves they have or their mentality. It's also, it's a complete package thing nowadays too. It's how do you distribute the ball? How do you command your defense? Like all of that comes into more play as opposed to, you know, looking back at the 80s and old Neville Southall that you just couldn't put anything past because he would not allow it. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. he just physically, no, you're not allowed to fucking score. I will save everything. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah you got you choking there, huh? That bad. Yeah, 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 a little more. Needs more, um, what is that, that throat number? Numbing spray. Numbing spray. <laughs> Um, City absolutely clinical in their victory. I've had and, to use it ever since Paulina's cock was an arsenal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucking terrible. And uh, now with a game in hand, just a point out of second place, man. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it was always going to happen. And guess who's fit? <laughs> Kevin, Kevin De Bruyne. Bruyne. <laughs> brilliant. Like, fuck. Fucking brilliant. I mean, it, they didn't even need him in this game, and they still had over 80% possession. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing they couldn't do was fucking kill the game off. Um, I I bet this game and I bet the over three and a half because yeah. I thought that they after what happened with the two one I thought they were absolutely going to put Sheffield to the sword. Uh, obviously, um, Holland wasn't there to do mm-hmm. a lot of the finishing, but with that much of the ball, no one's going to score against you, right? 
So, I mean, they, you know, I got 19.6 is, is what Sheffield United had in possession. Uh, and if you do that over 90 minutes, that's something ridiculous. Like, I think 18 or uh, 1960 or nine, that, that, that'd be 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1945, I think I, I worked out There's earlier. There's a total so amount of time like they that. had the yeah. ball for. Uh, two things ridiculous. Two things for you. One is uh, something that I brought up on the last show with Hiram that I definitely want to bring up with you. The second thing is just a real quick jab. Just want to say, um, by the way, Sam, excellent betting, the safest bet in the world ever last week. That so, was going to be that was going to be Luton and uh, Sheffield to not score over three goals, five goals. That was very good. Just want to say, thank well, you. Well done. What's the uh, number you got there for me, bud? Seventeen forty-six. <clears throat> I also That's like insane. also like the fact that of those five goals, uh, Sheffield scored four of them <laughs> and lost. Because that's what you get out of a 20th place team. That's exactly what you get out of a yeah. 20th place team. The other thing I had for you that I was talking with um, Hiram about and I wanted to talk with you about as well. Finally feels like all the talent is starting to click with Phil Foden. And yeah. he's really starting to become. He was excellent. I, I had that, that on my notes guy. also to bring up before we finish talking about this. Same same thing in the he Everton match. In the Everton match too. It's like I think with De Bruyne being gone and him finally being kind of forced. Well, and not even so much him being forced in that role. Pep being forced to play him right because yep. Pep was always some kid gloves, especially <sighs> with kids. He's so fucking uh, doses and. Pep probably overthinks it a little too much because, as we've talked about, he's a footballing fucking nerd, right? Yeah, well, Phil, and, like Phil Foden completely bought into the plan where somebody like Cole Palmer was like, "Fuck this, I want to play." Yeah, and went to force to move to Chelsea, right? And for for Foden, it really looks like it's all starting to click, and I think we're going to be talking about a uh, a guy who's going to be Player of the Year in the next couple of years in the Prem yeah. easily, and will be the guy at England yeah. like how Harry Kane was the guy for England it will be Phil Foden I really feel See, I, th- I think he's got competition for Jude Bellingham but yeah I'm with you I understand and Bakuya Saka of course of course of course well you know good thing he scored a bunch of goals this weekend and you guys won you're a cunt <laughs> <laughs> Rounding out the rest of the league, you know, so that happened. Chelsea 3, Luton 2, Crystal Palace 3, Brentford 1, Nottingham Forest 2, Man U 1, Tottenham 3, Bournemouth 1, Brentford 0, West Ham 0. Palmer with a brace, Chelsea absolutely dominant till the 80th minute, and then yeah. they fucked it right well, off. 76, and then VAR got involved, <laughs> because Luton had one talked off, remember? <laughs> that's right, that's right. So this could have been very different. And I did, in all of my real money bets this weekend, take Chelsea or draw because <laughs> of the building, Yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Cole, Cole Palmer was excellent, uh, as usual. Good strike uh, to open a scoring after just 12 minutes. Uh, Matawake, fierce hit mm-hmm. from real close, though, so it didn't look that fierce. Yep. Um, but he tried to take the fucking net off the goalposts. Well, particularly with uh, in the case of Palmer, you can tell it's like, okay, so in Cuckoo's back and playing and has scored a goal already, or two actually already, because I think he scored in the uh, League Cup as well. Mm-hmm. He's scoring, and there's still Nick Jackson, and Palmer's making it very clear. Oh, no, 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 no. We ain't playing this pep shit. 
I'm your fucking starter, and here's why. Yeah. And he's putting the ball on the back of the net, man. He's Absolutely. Doing, he's doing exactly what he needs to do. 100%. And then, well, the, th- the third goal for the team, but uh, his second, I mean, what feat that was. The, mm-hmm. the, I mean, he was almost doing a fucking foxtrot through the back line. Mm-hmm. It was, I don't know what was happening. He had people sliding various directions, you know, and then uh, found the composure to, to, to tuck home again. Um, Ross Barkley obviously was excited about his New Year's Eve crayons. <laughs> so he decided to score. So he wanted the green one. Here's, here's an interesting uh, <laughs> question I have for you with, with, with Ross. We've seen him have like blips of brilliance and then kind of fade off. He did it at Everton, but he was twenty, so okay. He was the most consistent at Everton, actually. And then, and then at Chelsea, and then like two seasons ago with um, with Villa, it was like he started the year really bright and then just kind of faded into Mm -hmm. nothing. What is it this time that he's actually being consistent? Because he's being real consistent like th- every think, game game in and game out i think it's one of those like think compared to kind of a child actor you're thrust in the limelight very young mm-hmm. you kind of went off the rails a bit and then you're now you're 31 what the fuck are you gonna do with your life you're like this is it this is i have this to is make it. this work and you finally buckle down and and finally uh, mature. Well, it feels like he's being a team player. When you look at Phil Foden at 22 <clears throat> or 23, whatever he is now, right? And the maturity that you see in his play, like being around somebody like Bernardo Silva and Kevin De Bruyne for that many years mm-hmm. now has got to age you and mature you in a football and cultural sense, right? Right, of course. You have to feel like a well-traveled fucking 40-year-old, right? It, at that point. Right. Ross Barkley's never had that. So he's no. he's at 31 going, looking in the mirror and going, wow, I could have been something. Yeah, I pissed that off, didn't I? You know what I mean? Not that he's had a shit career because he hasn't had a shit career. Hey, he's still, I'm not saying he's, he's like a has-been, but I'm saying he, you know what? I'm saying he's wasted potential. Oh, yeah. Because he could have been a ton better a, than he was. A, a has-been would be Jack Rodwell from from uh everton that went on oh, to yeah. city and then did then, fuck all and then injury 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 and injury. then famously in the sunderland till i die yep. the sunderland till i die documentary where he just just didn't even want to play well he was like uh, do you know like, who i am uh, like go fuck yourself bro my knee my knee feels twingy i don't want to play i don't want to hurt myself here in the championship you didn't even win anything yeah you know and then mean? and then getting paid on huge wages too uh-huh. like a lot of the reason why Sunderland ultimately went down to League One because they so had to I'm, dump a bunch of money into a I'm, guy who I'm not sat s- on a trainer's table. Exactly. I'm not saying Ross Barkley didn't try, or I'm not saying I just don't think he had the maturity <clears> to <throat> to step up and be the guy. Well, he's played in some of the best leagues in the world. I mean, he went and played in France for a while and did well there. It mm-hmm. just, he, but it just never seemed like this. It never kind seemed of, to click. Yeah, it never seemed to. You know, he, <clears> I just don't think he had the maturity to step up. Yeah, I, I, I really don't. Some and reason now he's looking, he's looking at, at you know looking at, at himself in the mirror and going fuck, I should have been the guy at some point. I haven't been. Now I'm going to try to do that. And he's you know these these kind of players. Joey Barton did it with QPR uh, mm-hmm. to an extent where it was like I'm going to you know go to a kind of unfashionable you know kind of lower club and and be <laughs> what I should have been. And show that I can do it and prove it to myself and everybody else that yeah, I can be the guy. Yeah, absolutely agree. 
Uh, it's just hopefully he doesn't later on develop very misogynistic views like Joey Barton did. Uh, oh yeah, no shit. <laughs> Just stay off I don't Twitter, think Joey. Ross understands any of that or what's going on. <laughs> I, I literally think that his parents still grind up colored crayons and pat them into the shapes of various foods. The only, the only massage. Oh, that steak, Ross. The only it's just a brown crayon thing that uh, that Ross does is go Ooh, boobies. <laughs> That's about it. I don't think Stephen meant to agree with you on that statement, but he does agree. He's finally showing what he could have done, and uh, he says that Graham smashed it with that description of professionalism, and yeah. that Phil Foden was absolutely told that if you stick around, you'll be that guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's- well, the other thing you saw with Phil Foden, too, was he, he made his mistake, but he made it with England. Remember, with, mm-hmm. with that whole Iceland uh, situation. Yeah, yeah. Where he fucked off with a couple of girls and got a takeaway. Yep. Um, he hasn't done that with City, yeah. that, that sort of stuff. So I think he kind of tested the waters as a young man is supposed to do and, and mm-hmm. rebel a little bit. And he went, oh, fuck, okay, I got benched. I'm never doing that again, you know? So moving on, uh, Palace go down early, but charge back on uh, an Elise brace and an Eze goal. I mean, go down early is a... a what a fucking goal <clears throat> mm-hmm. by by Harry's younger brother, Lewis. Oh, no, it's a hyphenated name, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a Harry Potter joke, Mel. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Lu- <laughs> by Lewis. <laughs> he doesn't have Graham Potter to make the jokes about, so yeah, he has so to this, go back to the kid. well. But it, he fucking had the oh, magic, didn't oh, he? That God, was absolutely yeah. that was brilliant. And then Brentford did fuck all the rest of the game <laughs> because uh, Eberechi has a... And Michael Elise fucking took over. Yeah. And it was a joy to watch. Palace are such a different side when both of them are there. It and, is absolutely phenomenal. And I love I love Roy the boy. Like <laughs> interviewed afterwards. He was just like, they're like, because apparently they're talking to Steve Cooper and he's like, Don't disrespect me like that. You saw what we did today. I got this. Leave, leave it be. I know what I'm doing. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. you got to love, you know, like Roy and fucking like the warlock, right? People like they just, they're so old. They just don't fucking care. Well, they can't they, let it go either, yeah. right? But it's also, I mean, think about it. How disrespectful would it be? And you're going to come into this soon as you're approaching 60 now. Mm-hmm. That's your 51. <laughs> it's... I can't wait till this fucker turns 40 because he is going to sob like a baby that he's no, an old this man. This is why I stayed in the position I'm in because my experience is valuable. <laughs> at, at my level. Heard. Okay. If I move up, I'm replaceable like Roy. Heard. Here's the thing is, is he's 74 years old. Yeah. The club has to prepare for the future. <clears throat> oh, of course they do. They have to plan for that. They have to line up his replacement. They have to be ready for that. And it's not a good feeling when that's being publicly talked about while you're still in situ. Just allow, allow me and to say And they that. can't let it go. People like Neil Warnock and Roy, they can't let it go. So I understand his frustration. He's asked about it week in, week out. I get it. And it's not a good feeling. What he would do well is to have a bit of grace about himself and go, yes, I realize I'm 74 years old. And I realize the club are going to eventually have to replace me. But I still feel like I can do the job. And by the way, so you know how young I am, I watched the TikTok, and I've seen the TikTok of myself pinging balls to players in the box uh, from the corner, showing them how to fucking do it. 
and uh, he was doing it really well. Hey, it's, actually. Inter- it's interesting. You should bring up, uh, you know, about Crystal Palace looking towards the future. If only they had the future with Patrick fucking Vieira, who they shouldn't have fucking fired. Sorry, I just want to get that out of my we'll system. We'll talk about little, that on the EFL show. <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little something in my throat There's another there. team that shouldn't have fired somebody. Oh, Jesus. In the old championship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keeping it going, Nottingham Forest and Manchester United. Oh, thank God the first half's over. Jesus Christ, because that's the about worst. exactly what the first half was. Nothing. <laughs> that was my hard-hitting analysis. Here it is. Here it is one more time. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! That was the wake you up. <laughs> Fuck me! I almost did. You didn't even watch the second half. I almost didn't listen to this. I was working. I almost didn't listen to the second half. It was I actually pitiful. I told Mel I was like, "Come on out, let's watch a show together." She's like, "Isn't the game on?" I was like, "Not worth fucking watching." <laughs> no. So I had to go back and watch the highlights to fucking see it everything was happen. Fucking terrible. This game. Um, a little bit livelier in a second half. They got a bit chippy as well, um, and but good for Forrest. First time they've beaten Manchester United since 1991. Oh, nice. Uh, at the city ground, I believe. Okay. First time in the Premier League era. I knew they drew them last year. Might have been in 92. Yeah, they but drew in them. the spring before the Premier yeah, League started drew, in the fall. They drew them at the city ground last year when they uh, when they had first yeah, come Yeah, but up. the first time they beat them. <clears throat> yep. and at the city ground for 30-odd years. Fucking Pretty United. Good. Everybody real chesty about that fucking comeback on Villa three to fucking two, and then you do this. Well, that's it. I mean, you can't. I think that was more of a reflection of the way Villa stepped off in that game versus yeah. how United took it over. Right. Um. I don't know that I really said that at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, you weren't, on, you weren't on the show. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. Because mm-hmm. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> The, I don't know, dude. It, it it was it was bad. It was bad, bad. Really this bad game for United. It was very bad. It, again, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, and we'll say it one more time. The sad part is this team's probably going to finish in seventh place and go to the McRib, and it's simply because they are Manchester United and they have that kind of money to do it. And what this team really deserves is like what happened to Spurs last year. Or what's happened to Chelsea, and you just not make anything. Oh yeah, well they you deserve know what? to the, straight the, up the fuck fucking, off. One of the announcers, <clears throat> when I was listening in the car on XM, said that Marcus Rashford didn't even look like he wanted to be there in the first half. Huh? Yeah. Period. It just—it's like he looks like he would rather be doing anything else but this. Right. It's just like how far have do y'all want to fall? Where this this stalwart last season and, and multiple seasons a player that is has represented the Manchester United shirt very well in my yeah. opinion both on and off the pitch in recent years as well as played for England in a, in a, a fantastic capacity as well mm-hmm. do that look just look just disinterested yeah yeah Jaden Sancho you got a 70 million pound footballer training with the reserves or right. <laughs> excuse me on his own just the manager's got to go man the the manager has to go for anything to change the Manchester United I also think Bruno Fernandes has to go I, but I was also going to say what about the fucking players man because they've changed over management so many times and every single time 
It's still like because they're not. You, they're you not, get rid of one player, but the fucking the, the so damage is still done. You got rid of Pogba, but there was still the attitude. You got rid of fucking Ronaldo. There's still the attitude. So if you get rid of Bruno, is that going to fucking change things? I don't think I don't it see anybody will. else that behaves like him. But I don't think it will. But before you had Pogba, Ronaldo, and him acting mm. that way. Um, because, I think that whole the, the, I think that whole team thinks it can act that. But way. here's the, here's the problem. They have not bought players for a footballing reason in many years. Huh, they buy they them for buy, jerseys. They buy footballers for commercial reasons, right? right? Exactly that. And now they have this weird amalgamation, <laughs> the word of the month. They have this weird amalgamation of fucking egos and, and, and shit and nobody there to temper those 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 feelings and, and, mm. and the way they behave. It's like, ah, I'm at Manchester United. I fucking made it. I deserve everything that's given to me. You no longer have Fergie time. You no longer have Old Trafford penalty guarantee. You no longer have these things that you used to have because you all, as players, have not respected the position you're in and created those things for yourselves. And the lustrious, allure, and, and beautiful, we are Manchester United, you know, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't exist anymore. Fuck that, Sam. They're not even the biggest club in their own fucking city anymore. That's what I'm saying. Mm. You're absolutely right. They're not. You're absolutely. They have not kept up with the times. This is the most storied club in uh, arguably the history of world football. The, yeah, the, Real Madrid's got a lot to know, say about that. But, but yes, I hear you. Like, and they're just. Eh. But uh, Real Madrid's never had to deal with the plane crash. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things around Manchester United that make them huge, yeah, and and and, and give that sort of mystique. And they'll always be a commercial behemoth, but as shit as they've played, they're still in, what, sixth? Yeah, yeah, that's what they are. Like well, that, that I think they fell to seventh or something. Today. Yeah. I think they fell to eighth today eighth because of Brighton with the draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it's I just, told you, they're going to find a way to be seventh place at the end of the year. And get European football, yeah. Yeah, and then they'll go win it. And they'll win the McRib uh, Cup. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's because, and on a commercial level, that's all they care about. That's all they, they don't give care about, about. They don't care about what the but supporters they they that go to that stadium coherent, every day. They, they care about the supporter, the supporter that buys a jersey in China. That's correct. what they care about. They haven't had a coherent plan for a fucking number of years. Mm -hmm. And somebody like that, uh, David Moyes, who who was unfashionable, they let go. Somebody that would have had a plan and would have had longevity, they let go. Yeah, because the results weren't there immediately, and it, it's it's just the Glazers are shit. And that's how it goes. But you know what? I'm here for it. Sign me up to 10 more years of this. <laughs> Not a fucking problem. Well, as an Arsenal supporter, you fucking love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, keep bunch it of... Uh-huh. <laughs> keep, keeping it rolling. Uh, Spurs get another really good win at home against a team that is in really good form. Now, the problem for me there for them is you have that nice win against Everton and you have this nice win against Bournemouth. And then you look like dog shit in the middle, but at Brighton, and Brighton's not a team in form right now. Like, no. so for me with with Tottenham, it's this but kind the, of but the roller way coaster play, thing. But the way Tottenham plays suits the way Brighton plays. Oh God, yeah. Oh God, that yeah. That's, there's high, a reason why Brighton yeah. was up four 0 That real that real high line. Oh yeah. And Brighton's got willing and ready runners. Yeah, Matoma made him fucking pay. Look stupid. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, got hurt doing it, but mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Um, 
but yeah, I, I think they ultimately just had too much for Bournemouth. But Bournemouth had chances in this game. Oh God, yeah, they did. Um, to be honest, I mean, it was one nothing for the bulk of the game, and then the two three came pretty mm-hmm. quickly at the end. And it wasn't like Bournemouth didn't have chances to fucking do something about it. They hit the bar a couple times too, mm-hmm. Bournemouth. Uh, what I would say is, um, <laughs> is I I think Son's departure is going to hurt worse than Mo Salah's departure. I would agree, especially because you don't have James Madison in there right now. Exactly. If you had James Madison, you'd be fine because then it would be Johnson, Richarlison, and Kolvashevsky, and you would just have Madison behind him providing, and one of those three would find goals. Now, does help that Richarlison's starting to get hot. Yep. Like, he gets streaky, and this is the right time for him to be getting streaky. With normally, his downtime. Of course, he's only scored three goals in two and a half years, mm-hmm. but, you know... Uh, so it is a good time for him to get hot. You're absolutely right. But I think with, without Son, I mean, he now creates a ton, Son does, uh, for this team. He drops off like Harry Kane did. Yeah, absolutely. So Now, um, and, and for the Cherries, look good. This wasn't this wasn't a game you were supposed to win. No. You know, I, I wouldn't be worried about it. Um, they, they've done, over the last month and a half, they've done exactly what they're supposed to do. They've gotten themselves comfortably safe. Yeah. Uh, and they can afford... The odds slip up, but no big deal. Yeah, really. It's fine. There is nothing to really say about this last match. Um, and normally, this Don't is where we Sam. would jokingly say... Um, no, I've got it. Uh, I've got go, it. Go ahead. There was a professional football match in the English Premier League between West Ham United Football Club and Brighton and Hove Albion. Couldn't have said it better myself. Sure money. All right. Yeah, it's my segment now. I know. Go ahead. Don't, don't all right mine. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> uh, I did one again. I'm now down 547 points. Ugh, what the fuck? I'm just going to read it. Uh, we aren't betting the FA Cup other than a shot of Malort for our clubs getting bounced. Uh, so we will be back next week with our bets uh, for the following weird-ass week of pseudo-winter break stuff. Do you have yours? I have not written it yet, but I do have it. You go ahead. So, uh, Graham's Gunners fucked me, and I'm now down $239. Big Sam's Lock of the Week! Mr. Graham, did you know that 21.052632% of the time? You know what, Stephen? It works 100% of the time, stud. (laughs) Uh, For mine... I thought we were past... He is a a numbers guy. Yeah. I thought we were past the uh, Wenger bottling it era, is what I wrote for mine. So, you know, thanks. Really, good work. (laughs) It's the only part of my bet that didn't hit. I picked all favorites. Nice. The only part that didn't fucking hit. So did I. All right. Uh, I said I got DP'd by City's goals and Arsenal's performance. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Just fucked right out of both of them. All right. Well... Uh, Kitty also missed with Arsenal, and she was on a bit of a burner. She was there, on a tear, but she finishes the uh, the calendar year at twelve and fucking six, man. And uh, Mel, what should we all do whenever we gamble? Always remember to gamble illegally and responsibly. Very nice. Well, kids, we're going to uh, keep the cameras rolling here because uh, we're going to do the EFL show. And we're also going to do. Uh, our injury time show, which is going to be the FA Cup. But before we get to that, Mr. Graham, any parting words? Yeah, I want to make mention for probably one of the greatest almost goals that will ever be scored. And there's only one comparison I can think of off the top of my head um, that actually did go in that everyone will remember. 
Uh, Roberto Carlos for Real Madrid hugging the left end line Mm -hmm. uh, with his left foot somehow managed to strike the ball in a manner in which it bananaed into the far corner. Yep. Trent Alexander-Arnold, after fucking up the follow-up to Mo Salah's penalty, which was probably an easier chance, uh, almost did that on the right side. Yeah, it will never be remembered and nobody will give a shit because it hit the crossbar and didn't go in. But it was fucking an excellent strike. Mm-hmm. It was an excellent strike. And in three weeks, no one will remember that yep. it happened. And I think it deserves a mensch. Because <laughs> it was brilliant. Very good. So, uh, like I said, next up for us is going to be our EFL show where we're going to talk about uh, the lower three leagues, which have been whenever Klopp likes to complain about, you know, too many games or you know, playing on a Wednesday and then playing the early match on a Saturday. I would just like to let it be known the the right before Christmas, Friday, I know it was, it was a Saturday, a Tuesday, a Friday, and a Monday. Four games (laughs) in the last 10 calendar days for the championship, League One and League Two. Uh, speaking of Jurgen Klopp, four games in ten days. Speaking of Jurgen Klopp, and you were just reminded me about this and his complaints and everything else. Uh, did you see him lose his wedding ring post game? Yes, I did. Uh, did you hear what he had to say about it in his post match press conference? Um, I just heard that uh, the cameraman found it and he said he was going to be in really deep water if he didn't uh, find it. Yes, but he before that he preceded that by saying the cameraman who six or seven times this season has annoyed me. Did me a solid, so now he gets a few free hits. <laughs> There's always a thinly veiled dig. Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> never always. far away. N- for no reason. He's never happy. And you could hear him on the camera's microphone. <clears throat> you could hear him say, oh, thank you so much. This is very important. And uh, so, you know, and then, but to then dig him out. <laughs> so we got the EFL show so coming up. Fucked. We're going to stay live for that. We are going to take a quick break to just go get some beers and go to the bathroom and all the good stuff. And we're going to come back and do that. And then after that, we're also going to do injury time, which is typically through our Patreon. If somebody wants yes. to find our Patreon, how they go about doing that? Uh, Patreon.com forward slash D football show. It's just five bucks a month. You sign up to a recurring payment and you get all the extra stuff. I know that you. Sam's talking about. I know you said we were recording it for a video. Are you going to stream it? We are going to stay live this entire time. We're going to also do injury time because we're also oh releasing injury God. time for free to everybody this Thursday. Why would that be, Sam? Because it's a New Year's miracle, Sam. Uh, it's the FA Cup third round, our favorite weekend of the fucking year. Put it straight in our veins. We are fucking uh, junkies. Put that brown <laughs> ring in the right there. So the the injury time that is normally what we refer to as DU after dark will not change. No. Uh, however, we'll fix the lighting. Sure, I, I kind of like to watch. <laughs> the, but it's um it's going to be our preview of the third round of the FA Cup, which we normally do a fully separate show for. But mm-hmm. instead, we want to give you guys a glimpse, give you a little freebie uh, in the hopes that you will, uh, those of you that aren't, uh, and I don't know why you wouldn't be, but signed up to the Patreon so you get this every week. Mr. Graham, we have four non-league sides in the third round of the Come FA on. Cup. And get, we are going to talk all about, about them, baby. This is what it's about. We are going to talk it's about David the Stone. V. Goliath. We're going to talk about the shots. 
We are going to talk about the Sparrettes, and we're going to talk about the Spitfires, baby. Yes. That is exactly who we now, are going to talk about. You know what it's not, and I'm a little disappointed because this happened in the Egyptian Cup last week. What's that? Um, it's a bit of a weird one, uh, but African team names have always been a thing that is near and dear to our hearts. Mm -hmm. uh, you remember Police Machine <laughs> yes. and a few of their things that are... Nefariously got up to a lot of a lot of princes like to name teams after themselves. Yeah, but there was there was a, a very vortexy moment that happened in Egypt uh, in the in the Egyptian uh, Cup, and that was um, pyramids played modern future. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I like that <laughs> modern future versus pyramids. <laughs> The history. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. So good. I believe Modern Future won because of gunpowder. <laughs> right there. Right there in the vein. That is all there is to it. Yeah. Uh, yes, so the FA Cup throws up a lot of that cool shit too. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But um yeah, I mean nothing really beats African Cups to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Mel. Are we, are we going to be doing a third show, a third spinoff next year? Maybe. <laughs> African Globes. <laughs> yeah. You do TikToks about it. It's better. Uh, Stephen uh, Walsh, you know, from Steve Walsh Trivia, said, first time being a part of this. You guys are amazing. Oh, thank you, Thank sir. you, Sam, Melissa, Sam. I really like how we sandwiched that. Mm-hmm. And he asked well, that's what's going to happen later. Uh, <laughs> it's not. And since we're, uh, Sneak peeks injury time. <laughs> I don't think he's going to appreciate his plug coming in this context, or maybe this is the right context. But uh, check out our famous friend, and I say famous because he's been featured on CBS this morning, CNN, Business Insider, Walsh Trivia, uh, walshtrivia.com for all of your fun trivia games and answers. And I'll uh, text you my Venmo later, man, for that plug. So just uh, <laughs> only be about 50 bucks. <laughs> and never forget the time we did trivia. I beat you. Oh, fuck you. I knew I you were going to bring it up. You away daft a cunt. ball from your child. <laughs> you absolute daft gun. I still own that ball. <laughs> still own That's that sad. ball. That's the sad thing. I was like, can I get that? No. No, Bigby can't have it. No, James can't have no, it. No, he displays it like a trophy. It it's around here somewhere. It's <laughs> not in your altar behind you. All right, for everybody that's on with us live, we'll be back in just a few minutes. See and for soon. everybody else, until next week. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston! Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam! Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham! Stuff of a lord! Look straight in shorts! Sam Graham! Sam Graham! Hit the fucking new button!